Uh, today I'm excited about this third week of our Back in Rhythm series, and, and it's the closing week, but I feel like it's such a strong and important topic. If, if you're just jumping in with us on the series here, the first week we talked about the importance of personally studying God's Word, about the way that He uses it to teach us, to spiritually feed and nourish us, to prepare us for things that we don't know are coming, and that it's, it's just, it's alive, it's active, it's breathing, and it speaks to us in a fresh way every time. It's so important to personally study God's Word. And the second week we talked about prayer, and about the point of prayer is not just asking God for things, but when we have this mindset of continual prayer, of, of never stop praying, that it enables us to walk in the Spirit, in the presence of God, in a way that changes our attitude, it changes the way that we encounter our challenges. And it's so powerful to have this mindset of continual prayer, just whatever you're walking through, be talking through with God. And, and this third week is, is so important, and especially for a church that's our age, mindful of. We always want to be mindful um, about what it feels like to be at church. We always want to be mindful of that. And, and today's message is, is about the importance of being engaged at church. And, and I know that there's people here today that are actually just checking out our church and whether they're, you know, seeing, okay, does God have anything for me? If they, they just needed to find a new church home because they're moved. There's people here who are checking out our church today. And everyone who's here, at least within the last year, you checked out a new church because welcome to Gulfside. We're, we, we're alive for 10 months now. We're so excited about that. Um, but there, there's some things that we normally look for when we're looking for a church. We often look for a church and we want a place where we're going to be encouraged. We want the pastor to be kind of funny, but kind of smart, tell cute stories about his little kids, and we want it to be an encouraging place. Like when we go there, we don't want to feel beat up. We want to feel encouraged. This, none of these are bad things, but I'm, I'm just saying, these are usually things that we look for in a church. We want to be welcomed. When we get there, we want to feel like it mattered that we showed up today, that we, ha that we have value as a person. We want to feel valued when we go there. We want to feel strengthened because we know that there's challenges ahead. When we're looking for a church, we want a church that's going to strengthen us. We want a church where we, when we go there, we want to feel like we've been prayed for by people there. We want to feel like we've been poured into by people there. And we want to feel invested into. And, and these are all awesome things and things that you should want to happen at a church. But I, I think that we can get to a very unhealthy mindset if all of the things that we look for in a church are things that we just receive. Because when we look through Scripture about what the church is supposed to be, it's not just a place for you to come get refilled. It's not like a movie theater where you go in and you grab a seat and you watch something entertaining and then you leave and go on with your life. That's not what church is supposed to be like. And in fact, if you go into church with this mindset, I can promise you that after a short time, you're going to start to feel like there's something missing here. There's something about this place that is off, or there's something about my experience that's off because I'm still feeling a little bit empty, even though it's a decently encouraging, welcoming place. I, you know, they, they try to value people, they try to strengthen, but there's still something missing because the way that you were designed and the way that the church is described and instructed in Scripture is not just a place where you go to get encouraged, welcomed, valued, strengthened. But we need a church where we have a place to encourage not just be encouraged. We need a place where we have the opportunity to welcome other people, to value other people, to strengthen other people, to pray for other people, to pour into other people, and to invest in other people. 
Because I'm going to tell you, what we see through Scripture is the design for us is not just that we come together as a church to receive, but we actually come to, together as a church to give. And, and you know just by common sense that, that if we as a church have a mindset that when I come here, I'm not just coming here to, to see what's happening, but I'm coming here to encourage other people. When I come here, I'm coming here to welcome here people. I'm coming here, I'm coming here to value other people. When I'm coming here, I'm coming to strengthen other people. When I come here, I'm not just expecting to be led into worship, but I'm expecting to worship God because I've been worshiping him every other day, and so it's just natural for me to bring this mindset of worship. You know that if we come into this place with that type of mindset, that you're not just going to give all of these things, but you're going to receive them all. When I talk about church attendance, I want to start here. When I talk about being engaged in church, I want to start here because I don't want there to be confusion about when I go to church and I attend church regularly, that I must be checking this box off because it's very easy for you to come to church every single week but to never bring any of this with you. And if you come to church only with the mindset of what am I going to receive, what am I going to receive, rather than what am I going to give, what am I going to give, church will start to feel dry and empty and dead to you. Because you were designed, we were designed to be like a body. And just like a body, you wouldn't want to go through a weekend saying, uh, I just don't need my foot this weekend. I'm going to do without it. Uh, I'll maybe have a foot next week. That's how the church feels when your gifts are missing. Because God has given you specific gifts that we need you to exercise here on a Sunday morning. And we're going we're gonna to look in Scripture today, and we're going to be opening up to Psalm 92, and we're going to be looking at a couple Old Testament passages as well as a few New, New Testament passages as we look at God's design for us to be a, a church. And, and one of the first things that might be kind of weird to say, but God's highest calling for you isn't to go to church, but it's to be planted in the house of God. And you're going to see this in Psalm 92, verse 12, and we'll put the words up on the screen as I read them. But the godly will flourish like palm trees, and grow, like strong, and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own, guard, Lord's own house, and they flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare, the Lord is just. He is my rock. Now, now going back to the beginning of the, this verse, but the godly will flourish like palm trees. Now, first of all, I'll, I'll just say, flourish is not a word that we commonly use around our culture. You know, how are you doing today? Well, I'm flourishing. How are you? <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's a strange word, and, and it's used to describe, you know, two other pictures that just aren't common in our world today. But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. I mean, a lot of that just kind of goes over, and so I just want to pull in a little bit of the cultural meaning. First of all, we'll start with the cedars of Lebanon. The, the, these were trees that, that were considered to be of the most value as far as timber goes. And, and when you go through the Old Testament, whenever they were building things of extreme importance, when you look at the temple being built, or when David was building a house, they would use these cedar trees. And, and they, they're considered valuable for many reasons. Many of you guys have cedar chests in your house because th this wood, it ages very well. The oil that's natural in it would be used as almost like a turpentine or a tar to seal things, and, and it would keep bugs out, and so it would just be, the tree grew, it would last better than any other timber, and so it was considered valuable. And as the tree grew, it grow, the trunk would just grow straight up, and so it was very easy to use, and so it was valued for many reasons. Palms as well, when you think back to Jesus entering um, into the city before being crucified, the people were waving palm branches at him because the palms represent victory 
as well as both these, these trees, were great at surviving harsh circumstances. Any of us who sat through Hurricane Irma down here in southwest Florida, we saw just how well a palm tree can bend, didn't we? I, I mean, like, they, they could just survive the most intense circumstances. But the picture of what makes these trees e- e- even stronger, even more able to, to sustain tough conditions in verse 12, but the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For verse, th- verse 13, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Now, this picture of being transplanted, I just, I see so much gospel in that. I mean, that, that, that's the picture that we have, that, that Christ took us from, from a place where our life was headed for destruction, and, and because what he did for us on the cross, when we placed our trust in him, he moved us to a place of righteousness, of forgiveness, and, and he transplanted us into his kingdom, adopted as heirs in, into his household. And there's that beautiful picture of being transplanted, but the, this picture of being in the Lord's house begins to paint the picture that I want you to see of what it means to have this, this rhythm, this discipline of church attendance. And not just church attendance, let me fix that. Church engagement, involvement, being planted is really the picture that scripture gives. Be, because being planted is different than just, just moving through. And we're gonna look into some of these pictures of the roots growing down. But before I dive too deep into that, I wanna, I wanna paint the picture a little bit differently because, because I wanna make sure us men, I know that as I see things, all the pretty flowery illustrations of plants, sometimes that can get past us, but uh, I want to give this picture as we dive into this topic. Um, Men and women, of course, two, two people enter into a stadium, both of them passionate about a sport. I'm a hockey guy, I, I'm very much into ice hockey. Um, I'll show you how much. I have my old school Thrashers jersey for anyone who follows the NHL. They know that they don't even exist anymore. Poor Atlanta. I'm sorry for you. Um, Two men enter into a stadium, both incredibly passionate about the game being played. Both have opinions about how it should be played. Both have invested hours. Both can probably play the sport. But one enters with a ticket. And they sit and they watch. And they yell a little bit. They express their opinion a little bit. But they have no sweat in the game. When the game is over, they go back and they go back to their life and their week. They might check in on the sports scores. They might follow it a little bit. But they don't think about it until it's time to just come watch another game. The second person who entered the stadium wears a jersey, doesn't carry a ticket. If this person is missing, a piece of the team is missing. A part of what's practiced cannot happen. The team is now in a lesser standing because someone who has a role to play isn't there today. And when we talk about being planted in a church, this is the picture that I see. Because like I said, it's not about attending, it's not about just coming and saying, did I get encouraged today? But the question that a church should be asking is, did I encourage anyone today? Because this is the mindset. Am I a spectator or am I a part of a team? And it's freaked some people out when I've said, you know, let's go team. Or like, our team is about to do this. Because it's a weird mindset to think of a church of a team. But this is just how my mind sees it. Because each one of us has a, has a role to play. And some of us, man, we know what there is to know about going to church. 
We, 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 we know a decent amount of Scripture because we've been in church so long. But you can know a whole lot and be sitting in the stands. But whether you come to church and you're a greeter or you're working in the children's ministry or if you're up on this stage preaching or if you're in the congregation worshiping and welcoming other people, you have a role to play. You are a member of the team. You have a jersey that should be on your back. And it's not just sitting through the service, but am I filling the role that God has called me to fill? And sometimes that's worshiping with all your heart, and sometimes it's teaching, sometimes it's greeting, sometimes it's setting up and tearing down. It doesn't matter what your role is. Are you fulfilling it? Do you have the jersey on? And so when, when I talk about being planted, when I talk about being at church, this is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about just sitting in a seat. I'm not talking about being a ticket holder. I'm talking about being a jersey wearer. Are, are you someone who came ready to use the gifts that God has given you. As the verse says for, for in verse 13, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Th- this is a design for your spiritual health. It is not that you come, come to church once every six weeks, which is the American average for someone who attends church. The American average is once every six weeks. And, and for us to be someone who is growing in our relationship with God, part of the design of that is being in a community of believers where you have relationships and you have connection and you're letting these roots grow amongst each other within the house of God. And, and the first thing that I want you to see in, in going along with the picture that scripture uses, and we're gonna look at a couple other passages that use this plant illustration. The first point that I want you to see is I need to be planted in the house of God. I need to be planted in the house of God. Not, not just I need to attend not that I need to be there every once in a while, but I need to be planted. I need to be there in a way that my roots of my life are growing down and getting connected and growing deep it, to, to where it's part of my identity. It's not just a place like, you know, hey, kids, like, do we want to go to church today? It's not a question because it's just part of who we are. It's like saying, hey, kids, do you want to eat food today? Hey, kids, would you like to breathe today? Uh, you know, hey, wife, should I love you today? Be, being planted in a church, this being part of who we are and how we worship, it's written into our identity of how we live. And, and much of our culture has adopted a mindset where it's just become this, this optional thing. And, and, it's, and I've told you guys, and you've heard this from the pulpit, and you've heard it before, and you'll hear it again, um, it's okay to go on vacation. It's okay to take your kids to Disney World for a weekend. I, I encourage you to do that. I believe that that's part of a healthy family is getting away. Don't hear me saying like it's a religious requirement that you have to be here, but you have to be here, and, you, and whether it's here or somewhere else, I will help you find another church. If Gulfside Church doesn't fit for you, that's okay. We have an identity that we're gonna be true to, and if you need somewhere else, we will help you find that place. But church, you have to find a place where you let your roots grow down in, in the house of the Lord because it prepares you for so many things because you know what, right now, the place you are in, I believe that God has an incredible amount uh, of potential that, that is just waiting beneath the surface to grow. I mean, it's comparable to a, to a seed. When, when we talk about being planted and flourishing in the house of God, there's so many times throughout Scripture that our growth is compared to a seed. We have a potential to grow, to thrive, to multiply, but the fact is a seed that's not planted will not grow. Jesus is teaching in Matthew 13, and he actually does a couple different plant illustrations in this, this sermon or, or rant or however you want to describe it in Matthew 13, where Jesus is just passionately teaching about this. And I'm going to read part of Matthew 13, starting at verse 3. It says, A farmer went out to sow a seed, 
And as he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. In, in this picture, he, he's describing the, the gospel as it falls into different hearts. And, and this is true when we think about being planted in the house of the Lord, of our spiritual growth, that when we hear from God, sometimes we'll see people, or sometimes we'll be this person, where the gospel is shared and there's just no growth. And that, that's the path where, where it fell and then what was there was just taken away and destroyed. Sometimes the gospel is shared and, and there, there's just a little bit of dirt. And it begins to grow and there's this little growth that's, you know, I came on Easter and God did something in my heart, but then I just never went back and I just, I, that feeling and that emotion and that truth was sort of forgotten and put behind me and went back to my normal life. I mean, we see that happen in our church. We see that happen in every church. And, and, and then there's the other person where, where the, the gospel was shared, and then it began to grow, but then the, the, um, the thorns grew up around it and choked it out. person came to church, and they heard the word of God, and they responded to it, but man, they were busy, and they had things to do, and they just never really got back to church, even though they, they really liked it, and it just choked out the faith they had. But then the other person... 30, the, the word was shared and it was good soil and it grew up and created a crop 30 times what was expected. And, and each of these pictures are, are, are different pictures of people and honestly different pictures probably of us at certain points in our life. But anyone who's ever done any gardening knows that when you plant something, the thorns or the weeds, they grow up around that thing that you plant. And along with Jesus' picture in here, our heart, we have a choice. We can choose to remove things from around what needs to grow in our life, or we can let it get choked out. Each one of these soils, it's not just something that you're stuck with, but it's a choice that you make. And it's easy to let just the busyness of the world choke out your spiritual life. But one of the things that can help is that if we allow ourselves to be planted in the house of the Lord, and let those roots grow down amongst other people, we, we will see that and we will begin to feel the design that God has for our life. When we, when we make space, when we remove the thorns, when we remove the weeds and give the gospel space to grow, deep roots will, will take. And to, to go back to the original picture of the tree, the tree will grow up. The, 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 Lebanon, the cedars of Lebanon, they were renowned for being tall and straight trees. And whenever we look at a tall tree, if you think of like the redwoods in California, you can see these great big trees. Our eyes are drawn to the sky and how they reach up and how strong the trunks are. And you've probably seen the pictures of the redwoods in California where, where they, they cut holes and they could drive cars through these amazing trees. But, but these trees are such a great picture of the importance of roots because you know that none of these trees could be what they are if there wasn't so much more growth and action happening beneath the soil. That what's above is only, only a small picture of the growth that no one else can see. And, and this will be true in your spiritual life if you allow God to work, if you begin to follow his design for your life. And, and I know that, you know, that T and I, we've been married for 14 years and we do not have a perfect marriage and we butt heads at times. But, but we've had people make comments like this about our marriage, well, it must be nice to have a wife 
like that. Or it must be nice to have a husband like that. It must be nice to have a marriage like that. And, and, and they see the growth and the good parts, but what they don't see is all the work that's happened out of view of everything else. It's given us a strong marriage. And, and, and for us, a foundation since the day that, that we began dating has we want, to been, we want to follow what God has designed for our life. And so that's, that's meant that we've had to take steps that other people don't always want to take. And I'm going to tell you, to have a strong marriage, it, it has much more to do with the boring things of, of obedience to God than the exciting anniversary trips. It, it has more to do with, you know, what gets left in the kitchen sink than, than what kind of date night that you have. And it has more to do with are you willing to spend time investing in each other's spiritual life than just trying to maintain an appearance for other people. You guys want to know an interesting fact? Um, when it comes to divorce in the church versus society, there's almost no difference between the Christian church and society's divorce rate until you dial down to one specific feature. It, and th this comes from actually doc Dr. Phil in one of his books he wrote about this which was such an interesting source for this but he noticed this trend that less than 1% of couples that prayed together every single day got divorced what a huge departure from the almost 50% divorce rate across our, our country when you're willing to invest in the spiritual things it brings health to all to everything and for us within the church, for, for within the way that we serve here, uh, I'll say it this way. You know, we want a healthy marriage. We want to be free from anxiety. We want to, to not be controlled by stress. We want to be out of debt. And, and we have all these things that are almost like, we, we see them like the branches on the trees, these things that are just sky-high aspirations, but we don't want to do the, the work on the ground. But the fact is that your branches can only reach high if your roots grow deep. You have these aspirations for your life. It's not just about what happens in sight. It's about what's happening out of sight. And when we come to church, the, the question that I want you to, to have is, is what am I doing to put down roots here? What am I doing to grow here? Because this, cause this place is a source for strength for, for, for us. In Jeremiah 17, verse 8, it says it this way. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank, with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by the long months of drought. Their leaves stay green, and they never stop producing fruit. You know, there's no question about if you will experience drought in your life, difficult times in your life. The question is, do you have roots that run deep enough into a source of water? And we've seen this and we've experienced this, that when we go through tough times and we don't have significant relationships that, that are healthy within the church to hold us up through those difficult times, that we fall apart, that our decision-making gets worse, that when that drought comes, that if we don't have those connections, it's easy to fall away from church and it's easy to fall away from God. And God has designed us to be so connected into the church that, that our roots run deep, that, that it's a source of strength, that that we never stop producing fruit is what it said. The New Testament description of the fruit that our lives are supposed to be producing is found in Galatians 5. This is the fruit of the Spirit that says when you've made a decision to follow Christ and the Holy Spirit's active in your life, that this is what should be growing out of your life. In Galatians 5.22 it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are all things that we want. And, and when we think about the way that we want to live our life, we want a life that's full of love, right? We all want to experience joy and peace. The interesting thing that I think we often overlook about this picture of the spiritual fruit that we're supposed to have growing out of our life is that when fruit grows on a tree, it's not for that tree's benefit, is it? Have you ever thought of that with the spiritual fruits? That the joy that you produce I mean, you get to enjoy it, and it's part of your life, but the reason that you're producing that spiritual fruit is not necessarily for your own consumption. It's not for your own well-being. The fruit doesn't fall off of the tree and help the tree to grow. The fruit is there to be used by something else, to create something else new that grows. And so when we talk about coming to church, one of the main reasons that we need to be growing in our faith, growing in our walk with God, putting down deep roots is so that we can have spiritual fruit that grows all year round, whether we're experiencing bad times or good. And I understand some of us are going through some challenging times right now. But when we've allowed these roots to, to grow deep, I believe that we continue to bear fruit even through those challenging times. But that fruit isn't just for us, it's for the people around you. And it's not just the, the fruits of the Spirit that we have that are for other people. God has placed spiritual gifts inside of each one of you. And when that gift is missing from this place, it's not you that suffers, it's other people that suffer. Other people need your gifts on display. God has given each one of us a gift is what scripture teaches. And my third point is that the gifts that God gave you are not for you. Have you contemplated that before? And, and maybe you haven't discovered your spiritual gift yet, but, but I want to promise you, God has given you a spiritual gift. And whether it's encouragement, whether it's service, whether it's giving, whether it's hospitality. He's placed these gifts inside of you, but he hasn't placed them there for you. And I know from experience that each one of us feels the most fulfillment when we're using our gift the way that God designed us to be using it, but we're, when we're using that, that's to the benefit of someone else. And so when we talk about the importance of this rhythm of church, uh, of church engagement, of being here and being active, it's not just for our own benefit, even though it is a side benefit. We, we experience joy and fulfillment and peace when we're walking in the way that God has designed, but it's for other people. It's for the building up of the church. The gifts God gave you are not for you. Um, band, if you guys want to start making your way up, I'm going to start to wrap this up. Uh, the, the third, I guess, kind of picture that I want to use to help us understand this is, is a plant. I didn't just put, here, put this here because it's pretty. Um, that's something that one of the women around the church would probably do to help spice up the look of things, but I'm just not that um, conscious of the, the decorations in the room. Um, th this is a plant. I don't know if it's trying to tell me Halloween's coming with this orange or what, but it, it's growing and it's doing well. And given, given the five things that a plant needs to grow, it will continue to grow. I mean, a plant, it needs soil, it needs water, it needs light, it needs the right temperature, and it needs time to grow. And given those things, it will. But it's a very simple thing for us that if I pull part of this plant out, and for 29 days out of the month, 
these roots don't have an opportunity to dig down. If 29 days out of the month it's not planted in good soil, you know that in time this this plant is going to die. That it's not going to grow. That it's not going to bear fruit that would benefit someone else. That it's not going to fulfill its purpose. And I understand the pools of life. And I understand what, it, what it's like to be busy. But I also know that when I allow myself to be in a situation where my roots can grow down deep, that even when things are busy, I'm a better person. I feel more connected to God. I know that I'm, my life is moving in the direction that it needs to. As scripture says, I'm flourishing when I'm planted in the house of the Lord. And many of us, we've gone through years of our life just checking in and out of church. We've put up walls, maybe because we got hurt before. We've taken steps back. But God's desire for you, I'd say it's to stop going to church and to be planted in the house of the Lord. It feels much more like a family or a team than a movie theater. So church, this is my, my question, this is my challenge, this is my encouragement for you today. I know that you may be a believer in Christ, and you may have been for a long time, but are you planted in the house of the Lord? Have you made this church or a church your home? Are you serving and using the gifts that God has placed in you? My desire for you is that you will feel fulfilled and whole and connected with God, and part of that is you finding the right place to serve? Have you found it yet? Let's bow our heads and pray. And I, I want to pray for some of you guys who, who, who are in this situation. And if, so if you would say, you know, I, I am a believer in Christ, but I am not yet planted in the church the way that I should be, would you just raise your hand? Awesome. Awesome. I see you. Put your hands down. I thank you for taking that step. Father, I pray for everyone who raised their hand, who say so you give them the bold. They need to take a step forward. And God, I just pray that you give them the boldness to take that step, to seek to get planted in this house. And as they step forward, I pray that they would just experience the fullness that serving and walking with you can only offer. I pray that they would find connection with other believers that will help hold them up through the storms and the droughts of life. And I pray that you would encourage them and let them know that you are guiding them every step of this way. Show them their gifts. Show them the spiritual fruit that you will grow in their life and use to change so many hearts. We thank you for the opportunity that you've placed in front of us. In Jesus' name.